Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Needleless vaccines could soon be the new normal. Although people hate getting jabbed by a needle to be vaccinated, it is the most common practice for vaccines today, but a new vaccination process may be introduced in the new future. A needleless vaccine will, at least in some cases, eliminate the painful jab and even the muscle soreness, which is associated with shock. Exactly. <laughs> a temperature-controlled storage facility and associated medical infrastructure could also be eliminated, lowering costs. The combination of these attributes could make it easier to vaccinate populations in the developing world, as well as vaccinate children and adults who fear needles. Our society has seen ideas of this type of injection process in things like movies or books. Think of the hyposprays in Star Trek, which inject quickly and without needles. Hypospray isn't too dissimilar from the route scientists are taking for a new vaccine procedure, which should be hitting the market very soon. These new methods of delivering vaccines typically use what's known as Lorette's force or the combination of electric and magnetic forces. It is also possible to use gas or electricity to propel a vaccine through a patient's skin. Wow. Or to figuratively blast it into the body with shockwaves. Now, see, no, we're not blasting anything <laughs> through me. No. <laughs> no. The leading biotech company in the arena, PharmaJet, has a jet has a jet injection system that is ready now. They push the vaccine or the drug, which is a fluid, through a small aperture that controls the stream of vaccine, constricting it into a fine column about the size of one or two human hairs. Ooh. One doctor said that it penetrates the body in about one tenth of a second. Ooh, okay. Needleless COVID nineteen vaccines are already available in India and China, but they are of a different nature. COVID vaccines from India are squirted into the nose while vaccines from China are sprayed into the mouth. However, neither vaccine is known to be particularly effective. The Chinese version only acts as boosters, not as a replacement for an initial vaccination. Researchers have concluded that injections that do not require needles can be very effective to deliver vaccines, especially when the machines have been designed properly. However, the executive director at the American Public Health Association warned that there are still many hurdles to overcome before these vaccines can be used widely, especially for viruses such as COVID-19. Still, many of these are in clinical trials, and we should expect at least some of them to become widely available in the relative and near future. Um, so I have thoughts, Hope. I, I know you have thoughts. I'll let you start. This is well. Aside from the blasting on the vaccine <laughs> <laughs> through shockwaves through the body, I can't. Aside from that one, I am all for different ways of administering vaccinations that do not require needles. I think it's great, and I think it will make people 
uh, more likely to go ahead and get the vaccinations because they don't have to worry about the needles. So I, 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 I agree. I 100% agree. I think that there's going to be a lot, there's going to be greater um, participation uh, with uh, getting vaccinated, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and so it'll be, I think this is a great uh, step forward. I've often wondered when we'll get to this point mm-hmm. and it's nice to know that we're eventually getting there. So that's certainly something that's really exciting and Something that I, I joke about because I just don't understand people who are squeamish about needles. The, the ones that are most squeamish about needles are the ones that are most heavily tattooed. <laughs> it's funny, huh? Wearable blood pressure monitor to make tracking blood pressure easy. A new cuffless wearable calibration-free blood pressure monitor may bring ease to those needing to keep track of their blood pressure. The company Valencell, which makes optical heart rate sensors for wearables and other devices, is seeking FDA clearance to offer this over-the-counter blood pressure solution as soon as 2023. The device fits on the middle finger and measures blood pressure in less than a minute without bulky or potentially painful cuffs. The tech requires a profile setup that determines how the algorithms interpret PPG or using light to measure blood flow as blood pressure. After a systolic pressure reading of 180, the device will recommend seeking an appointment with a cardiologist as soon as possible enabling individuals to take quick action to avoid the many tragedies that come with cardiovascular overload. In 2023, Valencell expects to receive FDA clearance, which would give the stamp of approval to the world's first over-the-counter cuffless blood pressure monitoring device. In the future, blood flow patterns may be used to measure a wide range of health statistics, including respiratory rates, oxygen levels, cardiac efficiency, and blood pressure. The promise of genuinely personal preventative medicine is closer to reality when these capabilities are integrated into ubiquitous, ordinary objects that are so intuitive that they make managing one's own health actually be simple for consumers. Yeah, interesting. I think this is kind of cool. You know, again, data sharing. We another another example of how we're just beacons of data that's going to be ultimately shared. Um, I'm assuming that this is going to be hooked up to the internet some way. And the reason why they will have you do it is they're going to say, connect this with your your phone or your computer or your watch. And so you're going to have to do an internet connection. And all that also means is that this data is going to be collected. And again, it'll be interesting to see how the metadata does pan out because they'll be able to see blood pressures from all over the country, maybe all over the world. And, you know, and make some interesting um, elucidations from that. Maybe different parts of the country, like let's say in New Orleans, has higher blood pressure collectively because we eat a very fatty, high salted uh, mm-hmm. food diet here compared to what maybe it'll be in Denver or San Francisco mm-hmm. um, or what have you. So interesting. This is an interesting thought. Any thoughts here? <clears throat> yeah. You know, what this makes me think of, because it said it uses light to try to measure blood flow. Well, I wonder if it's the same as the pulse os- machine that, that measures flood oxygen. And they've already d- determined that that machine is inaccurate for yes. people with more melanated skin. 
Yes. So, which is it, fascinating. Yes. So it makes me worry if this will fall into the same camp. That's a very, 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 very good point. And um, something that we would definitely need to kind of find out. I, I wonder when they did their studies, what the mix of, of, uh, of race and this exactly. um, kind of was. Uh, so I'm hoping that the, the smart folks at the FDA so. recognize <laughs> that we learned during COVID that pulse oximeters did not give accurate readings for people of, of, uh, for people of color. So uh, we need to see if this is the same thing here and, and maybe that's what they're waiting on is, you know, but that's a very good point. I hope it's certainly something we continue to follow. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your health care providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. Right.